Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right. right. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. All right, you're hearing, you just heard a medley of some of the songs of the summer of the past. Welcome to our 2022 Song of the Summer show. Um, you know, one of the songs you heard in the medley is <laughs> was from the first year we ever did this. We did 2011, we did an episode about the song of the summer. And Party Rock Anthem um, won, that was by LMFAO. And, you know, it was sort of a baptism by fire. It taught me something very important about the song of the summer, which is it's not necessarily even a really good song. In fact, <laughs> in fact, it could be a song that makes you claw, want to claw your eardrums out. Um, but, but that's not what the song of the summer is about. It's not about quality. It's about the way in which it theoretically kind of sums up the zeitgeist and becomes this, this dominating force in your ear space uh, during a summer. And, and so we do it every year. Uh, and sometimes there are disputes among us. We had divided juries uh, a couple of years. And actually, last year, we had a divided jury between Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo and Butter by BTS. And actually, although the Song of the Summer scholars would say that Olivia Rodrigo did have the Song of the Summer, metrically, Billboard, which usually gets the last word about this, says that Butter by BTS was the song of the summer. So who knows? You know, we can't even always even pin it all down. And when I say we, I mean the outstanding panel that we have with us today. Sam Hadleman works in music public, public relations and hosts the Sam Hadleman Show at Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Brendan, Brendan J. Sullivan is the commissioner of the song of the summer. Uh, he is a writer, producer, and DJ best known for his work with Lady Gaga. He's also, I think last time I checked, some kind of TikTok star. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know about the TikToks so much myself, uh, and I know I know they have big influence on music these days. And then making her debut, give it up for Cassie Wilson, a New York-based comedian and musician. So um, I think what I'm going to do before the panel just starts talking. By the way, Brendan's like in the south of France or something. We uh, we have our hey. most far-flung uh, panelist in uh, Commissioner Sullivan. But let's sort of just. To give people a sense uh, of what this is like uh, and what the kind of contenders are, let's let, well, let's hear from one of the strongest contenders this year. Uh, certainly down to the final three, I would guess. 
This is the artist Lizzo. Uh, the song 06 Cat is uh, about damn time. So, actually, Cassie, I think you were the official nominee of this song, although all of us, I think, can see that it's just so deeply in the conversation, there'd be no skipping over it. But uh, make the case for Lizzo in this song as Song of the Summer. I mean, this is just a great song all around. Lizzo has been, I feel, so dominant in the last couple of years, and I almost feel oversaturated with her, but kind of in a good way. I think it's impossible to get sick of Lizzo. This song also swept through TikTok probably about a month ago. Everyone was doing the dance, and I feel like that's also a big indicator. Obviously, TikTok is going to be a part of this conversation all the way through. And you hear it, and you can't help but get moving. I can also hear this in Old Navy commercials, in Target commercials. Um, so I think it's definitely a front runner. Right. Well, Old Navy and Target commercials, Sam Hattleman, this is what you invariably describe as feeling bullied by a song eventually. If it's uh, playing in, <laughs> in CVS when you go in to get your anti-inflammatories, uh, that actually becomes kind of a problem. But Sam, how are you feeling about it right now? Um, I think it's following the formula that we're seeing like all throughout music, which is kind of nostalgia flips. Um, I've never been a massive Lizzo guy myself, but I could see my, I could be, uh, you could catch me listening to this in like the car by myself. Um, my problem is it sounds a little too much like Get Lucky from a couple years ago with Daft Punk. It almost has like the same rhythm. Um, but that's the thing about Song of the Summers. It's not the best song. It's not the most well-crafted song it's just like the catchiest one and colin your rule about like how it opens up i think it just opens up so strongly that like anybody could feel that yeah that's actually commissioner sullivan's uh, rule as opposed to mine but and i would hey, this one definitely has that strong leave right out the gate and i think a couple of the others we're going to try out later don't but i really think this one builds with anticipation and i think you're right about catching the nile rogers get lucky thing uh and i would say that i would add that we have the uh, Nile Rogers bassist Bernard Edmonds, who passed at 43 and 96, is sort of coming back into the zeitgeist now by catching just the appreciation for creating the vibe, man. Yeah. No, this is really true. And what's really funny about this panel, we've had made some adjustments over the years. And so Brendan, who, okay, excuse me, Commissioner Sullivan, whom I knew as a high school <laughs> student when I was putatively, anyway, an adult trying to help him out of a minor jam. <laughs> you're yep. now the second oldest person on this panel. I want to point that out yes. to you right now. Thank you very much. This was my 40th birthday. Yeah. yeah. So this is, and Sam just turned 25 a few days ago, too. So, um, so, yep. Yeah, so since you are the second oldest guy, yeah, I think it's worth pausing over this and saying this 
although it does kind of call back to Daft Punk a little bit. This really sounds so much like like chic Nile Rodgers, uh, you know, end of the 70s, kind of this really kind of smart response uh, to disco that's not entirely rejecting of disco and, and backbeats. I mean, it really, Brendan, is something that, you know, is very, very evocative of a very specific sound. Very specific sound, and I would say that this is the time timeless of a disco sound of beach life, of of your parents at a wedding in the summer dancing along to everything and saying, oh, "You don't know this song? Oh my god!" I think we we uh, I'm going to use like a golf term handicap. Uh, I think young people just get more votes when it comes to Song of the Summer. They're consuming more music. There are more of them than there are of us. They've come here to replace us, and so if you can kind of trick them with a song. <laughs> that just has a genuinely timeless feel by making them think they thought of it that week. Uh, I think that's a winner right there. Right. And in the case of another song of the summer from the past, in fact, from the year that Daft Punk almost made it, Blurred Lines not only Blurred Lines tricked everybody except the Marvin Gaye estate. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, that was so throwback that it wound up in court. Uh, so you got to you got to be careful. You got to be careful with these things. And you know, I mean, one thing that I want to quickly point out here too is because I'm starting to feel like. Speaking of getting old, I'm starting to feel like Dr. Rick, and this is I kind of have to explain this show every year to people who go, really? How about Chad and Jeremy? That was a great song. You know, and I, you know, that's not what this is. This is about a song that really is, like when Lily, Lily Tyson's wedding comes around in August, this is a song that, that gets everybody up to dance, that everybody knows. Some of these songs are maybe not all that danceable. And, and maybe we could talk a little bit about that as we go along. But I think well, I want to play another song here. Uh, this if this were to click, this would kind of make Song of the Summer history. This would kind of break the Song of the Summer paradigm. This is a song that's more than 35 years old. Uh, it has, I think uh, Mr. McNichol, our, our producer, Mr. McPants, uh, has counted up. It's like 1,823 weeks have passed since the song was originally on the charts. <laughs> and, and so, like, it was like a whole different world then, you know. Uh, we didn't have electricity. It was, like, just different. Uh, so uh, it's by Kate. Bush. It's called Running Up That Hill, parentheses, a deal with God, close parentheses. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of it. This is O2 Cat, and then we'll talk about it. So, actually, Cassie, I'm going to have you begin again, just because, to Commissioner Sullivan's point, we have to hear what the young people think about these things. Uh, and so this is a song that a young person, this song was on the charts before you were born. Uh, you can put it that this way. This is true. I'm actually only 11 years old, so thank yeah. you for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, this song, uh, I think, was featured in the first episode of the newest season of Stranger Things, uh, which is a show that seemingly everyone watches. And it seemed to have just captured the hearts of a lot of Gen Z. And this is, again, a song that's appearing a lot on TikTok. 
Um, and I think it's it's obviously similar to uh, what happened with Phil Collins uh, in the air tonight a couple years ago, where a song from the 80s is reintroduced in the 2020s. And, you know, the younger generation discovers it and loves it. And it, it starts making its way into the zeitgeist, as you said. Yeah. And Cassie, I mean, there is something about the kind of inherent breathy desperation of this song that, you know, I mean, we're kind of coming out of, or we're kind of in the tail end of, maybe, if we're lucky, a kind of desperate time. And so the idea of a deal with God and, and just how she sounds, you know, this is not a happy-go-lucky song, but maybe that's uh, pretty close to the mood. I don't know. You live in New York City. Is it close yeah, to the mood? Absolutely. I think there's kind of like a, a quiet desperation, like paired with a hopefulness that, you know, I don't think this past year has been the happiest of any of our lives, probably. And so I think this captures that in a really poignant way, especially that a lot of, I think, younger people are feeling more than maybe we're even aware of. Right. So, Sam, this is this will take sort of a, you know, an adjustment for you, this song, because you know, you always know what the like the coolest street tape that 38 copies of it exist or something like that <laughs> that um, just got released in Brooklyn this morning. You uh, you know, this is a little different for you. So how are you feeling about it? Um, it's funny. This will probably be my only name drop ever on the show. But the person who put me on to Kate Bush was Big Boy of Outkast. Um, I did a little work with him like last year and every single interview they were like, what do you listen to? Like, what are you up on, Big Boy? And he's like, Kate Bush. I love Kate Bush. And he just was raving about him, her and I just like went back and listened and that entire album's fantastic. And the thing is, you know, music's cyclical, right? I feel like the 2010s was a lot like the 60s. Very simple pop structures, you know, stripped down sounds. And now we've kind of transitioned into the 70s and 80s sound, as we just heard with Lizzo, how we're, we're going to hear later on with Harry Styles. So it seems only appropriate that an actual 80s song is blowing up this summer. So yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, I definitely think I could see this carrying on throughout the entire summer, especially with Stranger Things having two more episodes in July. Yeah, there you go. So, Commissioner Sullivan, your thoughts? Yes, I think this captures perfectly. I totally have a name drop ready to come up. But uh, this captures perfectly something that I think goes hand in hand with Song of the Summer, and that's road trips. Because in the in the family road trip structure, you know, you've got one entertainment system in the car. Everyone has to kind of get along and agree on something. And maybe your family has a song or maybe you have a song of the trip. It sort of doesn't exist in a world where everyone has their own video game console or something like that. But on a long enough timeline, these things come back. And uh, I did some work with the kids from Stranger Things a couple of years ago for a Gucci campaign. And what was so what made me more envious than than the fact that they got to keep some of the clothes was that they hang out on set with Winona Ryder and they're like big, big sister, brother, sisters on that show are so cool and they're interesting and they vibe and hang out like you would on a real like family vacation. So like that moment where, you know, mom starts the car and says, I'm going to introduce you kids to the Beatles today. And, you know, your little head explodes. They have that just because they're on set 12, 14, 16 hours a day with with some of the coolest people in film and television. And uh, they have a great vibe of of they have a good give and take between the kids like with Millie Bobby Brown and Winona Ryder because they listen to each other and they spend a lot of time together. So they're kind of our TV family as well. 
All right, we're going to discuss one more of the uh, candidate songs for a song of the summer. Then we're going to take a break. And Kat and I are going to uh, try to encourage people to pledge at that time. By the way, we're trying to set it up so that when you pledge during our show, you can also comment on what you think should be the song of the summer. Uh, I can't guarantee we're having a little technical difficulty about that, and I can't guarantee those comments will be passed to us. But we have like a very complicated system that involves uh, pneumatic tubes and pieces of paper, <laughs> and it should conce- it could make it just so. Cat, let's get ready for us. Uh, 04 here. This is also, we should say that, you know, there's some, there's charts, you know, there's the Hot 100 charts. They don't determine everything, but they're not nothing either. And Billboard also does its own Song of the Summer chart, a Song of the Summer specific chart. So some somewhere around three or four on that right now uh, is this song. I don't think I have time to explain all the trouble that Drake has caused in our lives. Uh, but, <laughs> but just take our word for it. We've been doing this show for 11 years, and nobody has introduced more problems than Drake, and as far as I'm concerned, caused more mediocre songs to become Song of the Summer instead of better songs. So, I mean, I've got some baggage here. Uh, this song is called, it's not by Drake, but it's called Wait For You. It's by uh, Future. It features uh, Drake and Thames, uh, and we are going to hear some of that right now. Early in the morning, late at night. It don't even matter what time it is. Presidential roller, RM, wait. Whenever I find time, it's okay. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on, I get vulnerable. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere I'm going. I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone Get mad at yourself cause you can't leave me alone Gossip and messy, that ain't what we doing Traveling around the world Over the phone dropping tears I get my vulnerable when I do this When you drunk you tell me exactly how you feel All right, so Sam, I think you threatened to spontaneously combust or something if we didn't deal with this song uh, on the show today, which we were going to do anyway. But concerned for your safety, we we moved it up higher uh, in the batting order. So so make the case. Uh, metrically, this is a smash. One of three number one debuts of the year. Uh, three biggest debuts, like numbers wise. Um, it has a. You know, with Song of the Summer, it's either like a new face or someone with a good catalog. And I'd argue that Drake and Future have the two best back catalogs of the last 10 years. Um, and I, you know, the pro- the only problem I saw with Song of the Summer for this is that it wasn't like dancey enough. Um, but I was out in D.C. for the Howard University graduation and I was out at some bar at like 1.30 in the morning the week it came out. And they played the song and I kind of thought like, oh, this is going to be a sleeper. Nobody's going to know this. Every single person in the room knew the words. Um, I think it's the fastest gold certified collaboration of 2022 as well. Well, and Thames is on here, which adds like an international presence to it. Um, the actual song of the summer last year was Essence with her and Wizkid. Um, it just has everything going for it. And the only problem I see is that it might be too good for song of the summer. You know, um, let me push back on that, but I'll push back on it too, Cassie. Uh, I mean, just for the fun of discussing it. My problem with this song would be. I think Song of the Summer needs to sound really kind of special and different. I don't know. This sounds a little bit like something maybe SZA and Travis Scott could have done a few years ago. I mean, to me, I don't really hear anything in this song that I haven't heard before. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Colin. I don't, this doesn't really do it for me. I do think it's a good song, but I don't think it's gonna, for me, be like emblematic of this summer. Cause I don't, it doesn't really draw me in that much, especially with the opening. And it does feel a little bit too slow and, and SZA-esque, I totally agree. All right, SZA-esque is a, a new coinage that we're gonna <laughs> be pushing as much as possible. All right, Commissioner Sullivan, uh, you get the final word on this. I, I truly am not thrilled with this song, but I like knowing it. It reminds me of now, uh, now that I've turned 40, every time I hear new slang, and I just cannot wait to uh, repeat it in front of someone. Uh, my brother in Christ is my current favorite. And uh, I, I, I could imagine putting this song on just because I had to go to the bathroom and I didn't want anything to happen while I was gone from the DJ booth. But I'm, I'm not loving it, uh, but I do want to be in a room where everyone does love it. And I think that's the real, the, the real meat of Song of the Summer to me. All right, we're going to take a, a little break. Uh, Brendan is going to have some of the local burgundy. Uh, the rest of us uh, are going to do our jobs. Uh, Kat and I are going to come back with a little bit of a pledge request. Stay with us the whole time and feel free to vote on the song of the summer while you make your pledge. Here we go. Support for this podcast comes from Hartford HealthCare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford HealthCare. ECMO is a leading-edge, life-saving treatment for patients with cardiac or respiratory failure. Dr. Jason Gluck, director of the Mechanical Circulatory Support Program and Emergency Cardiac Care at Hartford Hospital, explains what it is. So ECMO stands for extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, outside the body oxygenation of blood. It's a life support technique that's used by highly sophisticated medical systems for patients with severe heart or lung failure. The technique involves removing blood from the body, oxygening it, and then returning it back. ECMO procedures happen in the ICU, but not all hospitals are equipped with the necessary technology and staff. Dr. Gluck describes Hartford Hospital's ECMO Go team. So ECMO is considered when treatments have failed, and in our center, with a special ECMO on the go team, we'll actually take that technology to their hospital and help them out there if they need to to stabilize the patient and then bring them back to heart for recovery. For more information, go to ctpublic.org slash health. And we're back. It's time for the Song of the Summer. It has been time for the Song of the Summer since uh, earlier in the show. Uh, and it continues to be with us today, the commissioner of the Song of the Summer, Brendan J. Sullivan, joining us from the south of France, uh, Cassie Wilson making her debut, uh, and Sam Hattleman, who's become um, sort of, he's now a, a grizzled veteran after quite a few years of doing this with us now. Okay, so um, this I think this next one is one where we're going to have kind of an interesting debate about it. Uh, this is a, a song. Uh, by uh, a performer named Jack Harlow. Uh, you may not be aware of him. Sam can explain uh, to, to us who, who Jack Harlow is. The song is called First Class. It really is bunched up there near the near the top of the most popular songs for the summer right now. So, Cat05. Mm. I've been a throw up the sex in a I can put you in. I've been a throw up the sex in a. Uh huh. And I can put you in. I can put you in. 
see the whole city from this balcony. Back in 2019, I was outside freely, but now they got it out for me. I don't care what frat that you was in, you can't out for me. Keep dreaming. Pineapple juice, I give a sweet, sweet, sweet semen. I know what they like, so I just keep cheesing. Hard drive full of heat seeking. Trying to come to San Diego's Jack rethinking. You don't need Givenchy, you need Jesus. Why do y'all sleep on me? I need your reasons. I got plaques in the male peak season. Shout out to my UPS workers, making sure I receive it. You could do it too, believe it. I've been a- I think it's time that the hip hop community say something on behalf of parcel delivery people. And so I respect <laughs> this young man. I respect this young man for understanding the supply chain. I've never heard that from freaking Drake. Drake doesn't care who has to deliver his stuff. Uh, all right, so, so Sam, first of all, maybe for the uninitiated, give us kind of a sense of who Jack Harlow might even be. Um, Jack Harlow is kind of like the rapper of the moment, you know, quote unquote. Um, he's been steadily rising for the past year. He had a hit last summer, What's Poppin'. Um, it's not, he's not exactly popular for the music per se, but more of his like presence and entertainment. And this was kind of teased as the first big single for a really anticipated album, um, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Uh, it kind of went viral on TikTok for a snippet. Um, everybody's kind of been talking about Jack Harlow, uh, mostly because of his eggshell colored skin and hair texture. Um, but I personally think the song's a little boring. Like he doesn't really do much to catch the ear immediately. Um, I love the sample flip, but I think the song's a little too old. They didn't time it right. Um, and yeah, I don't see it carrying all the way through the summer. All right. So, um, so Cassie, I don't know. Uh, give us your, your take. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm mad at this song for not being better. You know, I think it had so much potential and it's just kind of one note the whole time to me. It's a little boring. I don't think they did anything particularly interesting with the sample either. Um, I just want it to go somewhere else and it never does. And something I was going to say about the Lizzo song before is that it's not one note. It, she gives us something new like every 30 seconds, which is part of what makes About Damn Time great. And this song seems to be the whole thing for the, you know, all two and a half minutes that it is. Yeah. So I, I'm going to at some point make a slight defense of this song. But but uh, Commissioner Sullivan, what are your thoughts? I think the wind has come out of the sails of this song. I, I definitely felt it. I could see it rising on TikTok all through the spring. It is clever. It is cute. It has great swagger to it. Um, but one thing we always forget about Song of the Summer is there comes a point where we're just sick of it. You know, it, you go from the beach party to inline at CVS and you're just you're done with it. And also this is I will say supply chain wise, this is a comeback from uh, Biggie's Greatest Diss, which was uh, you mad because my style you're admiring. Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. So oh. now that we finally have some respect for UPS workers, I give it one extra point. Yeah. So, yeah, that thing about sort of burning out, too, it's sort of something that I've been aware of over the years. Uh, there certainly have been years where I think it was, 23rd, was 2013 was uh, 2013 or 2014. Iggy Azalea started out with Fancy. And by August 1st, people were tired of Iggy in a way that turned out to be semi-permanent. Uh, although I think she is testifying before Congress tomorrow night about January 6th. But um, and but as a result, all about that base by Megan Trainer kind of came along, kind of filled out August. Uh, that also happened. Old Town Road uh, in its year, uh, which is 2019, I think, had been on the charts for a really, really been number one for a really really long time well before we ever had this conversation about it uh, and so by the end uh, i think bad guy by billy eilish it kind of kicked in and kind of got us through to labor day so that that does happen 
All right. So I am going to invoke a host privilege here. This song is not going to be the song of the summer. I thought about a week and a half ago it had a pretty good chance because it's got a lot of things in it. Uh, This is by the the performer Camila Cabello uh, featuring uh, also Ed Sheeran. And everybody likes Ed Sheeran, no matter what they claim. Everybody actually is glad to hear Ed Sheeran uh, when he pops up. Uh, This is another breakup song, a la Olivia Rodrigo, but it's like the most danceable breakup song that I can ever think of. It's called Bam Bam. It's Zero Three Cat. Let's play a little bit of this. You said you hated the ocean, but you're surfing now. I said I love you for life, but I just sold our house. We were kids at the start. I guess we're grown-ups now. Couldn't ever imagine even having doubts But not everything works out, no Now I'm out dancing with strangers You could be casually dating Damn, it's all changing so fast I see a recommend listening to this all the way through. Uh, there's actually kind of a bridge, which you don't even hear very much in, in sort of top 40 music these days. Also some terrific harmonics between uh, Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran. This is a breakup song. Sean Mendez, you dirty dog, you broke her heart. You will never have a song in the summer. Uh, and, uh, but so I don't know. So I don't, I'm going to go to the commissioner first. I don't know. Why isn't this a stronger contender why, for songs? Why isn't this? Don't yeah. you think it's just, I, it's like when someone likes you and you just don't like them back, it's it's sweaty when they like you too much. Uh, this is, to me, this is like Jim Z, Jimmy Buffett. You know, it's just too, trying too hard to be happy in the island bond, you know, life and, you know, uh, no problem kind of lifestyle. Uh, I wrote down that this is this is like a George Michael faith. Like it's as if you just learned George Michael faith in in guitar class and you decided to to make your own riff on this. It could it definitely is on a Spotify playlist called like Summer Jams 2022. It is one of the summer jams. I don't think that gives it automatic privilege to be song in the summer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not sure anything else can be said after that. But Cassie, I'll throw it over to you anyway. It, it feels so formulaic, like they're trying so hard that I don't think it has any heart to it at all. And I also don't know anyone over the age of like nine and a half who's an active Camila Cabello fan. No offense to her. Um, I truly don't know anyone who's actively a fan. So I fear that maybe, I don't know, her moment is behind us. You just wait till I, I start talking about your Post Malone sh- song because I'm going to be every bit as mean as you Don't guys are. Don't come for Posty. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam, you get the last word about Camila Cabello. Oh, this couldn't be the song of the winter. I mean, this is like high cholesterol <laughs> medication commercial music. It's so bad. I don't think I've ever said anything like so negative in a show, but like, co- like 
I don't even know how you like this, Colin. Like, I was just, <laughs> if you saw the panel, like, we all have our cameras on, yeah. all of our heads were completely still when this was on. I was, every, every, I was every, chair every, dancing. <laughs> I was chair dancing, man. <laughs> uh, if someone made you a mixtape with this song and you had a crush on that person, you'd be like, what? What do you, do I have a crush on you? You'd have to really yeah. like them to be like, oh, I love this song. You guys are really hurting my feelings now. I think that would be a deal breaker for me if someone put this on a playlist. I'd be like, no, actually, never mind. That's the meanest panel I've ever had. Uh, all right. So, uh, all right. Well, let's get this out of the way because you guys like this song by Post Malone. We're going to do Post Malone. We're going to go to a break. We're going to play this song that probably is in the lead right now to to be the song of the summer. We haven't even mentioned it or mentioned the artist yet, so we'll kind of save that for the final segment. But yes, here is I Like You, parentheses, a happier song by Post Malone featuring Doja Cat. This is 07. Oh, girl, I like you. I do. I want to be a friend. Go shopping in a Benz. I like you. I do. Is the, show, wow. is the show still going? Uh, we got to um, we got to wake up Colin. All right, he fell so, asleep during the song. So, uh, Commissioner Sullivan, you're going to be waking up in Japan, apparently. Um, <laughs> I've done that. There's it's just not the worst thing. Magical about yeah, I guess that's that's my return ticket. Uh, there is something magical about Post Malone because there's nothing you could you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't make him in a machine and say everyone's going to love this guy, and they do. He's got that Pete Davidson quality. It's like he's like an Adam Sandler movie, you know. Just like it might be the same note over and over again, but it's always enjoyable. It's never a brain bender, and he doesn't have to be brilliant or inventive to really make you enjoy yourself. All right, <laughs> that that I think that might be the epitome of damning with faint praise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I think Post Malone will also take it because that's like how he rolls. Uh, so Cassie, <laughs> how about you? Yeah, I I mean, Doja Cat is also on this song. And to me, she can do no wrong. Everything she touches turns to gold. And uh, I think this is like a long-awaited collab for fans of both Doja and Posty. So I really like this song. It also, I think it might be the newest song on the list. I think his album came out like four days ago or something like that. I think the song dropped on the 3rd of June, yeah. Yeah, I think give it a couple weeks and we're going to be hearing it everywhere. All right, and Sam, how about you? You ready to hear this in the line at CVS? 
Um, actually, I'm a secret Post Malone truther. Um, I shouldn't <laughs> like Post Malone, but I he's just so good at what he does. And it's a really smart strategy that they drop the song with the album. The music video is not even out yet. So let it run up on the charts, drop a music video in July. And I promise you, my mom will know the words to this in two months. It's definitely a high <laughs> contender. Doja Cat's like the top three biggest superstars in the world. It's like a Spotify algorithm made a perfect song for the summer. So it's definitely got to be in contention. You know, Jack Harlow was offering to buy your mom a house. Uh, <laughs> I just want to point that out, all right? Uh, all right. No, I, I like it better now. And I, ever since the, you know, the Spider-Man animated into the Spider-Verse or whatever it's called, I've, I've had a soft spot for Post Malone myself. So there you go. Uh, I'm not going to be a bad sport about this. All right. So, um, <laughs> Kat, let's roll a little music. We're going to get into a very, very short break. We're, this is going to take three minutes max. Uh, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the song and the artist who really kind of has been dominating, uh, at least for Blau. Well, like most of 2022, I think. I said I love you for life, but I just sold our house. We were kids at the start, I guess we're grown-ups now. Mm-hmm. Couldn't ever imagine even having doubts, but not everything works out. No, now I'm out dancing. All right, so we're back. Time to thank uh, Kat Pastor, who had just had a rare moment of confusion. Uh, but uh, but she's our technical producer. She's the person who's making all sure all these songs get on the air and that the show sounds great. Uh, and she's our Doja Cat, so to speak. Uh, and uh, also with us is uh, Jonathan McPants. He's the producer of the Song of the Summer Show pretty much all the time. Our panel, Sam Handelman, uh, Brendan J. Sullivan, Cassie Wilson, making a stellar debut here. All right, so we got to talk. Uh, we have to talk about Harry Styles. That, that's all there is to it because uh, there's a lot going on here uh, and uh, there's a lot of complicated uh, subplots here. But Harry Styles, he of One Direction, uh, has kind of been dominating the charts, I think. I'm going to let the experts talk about that. But uh, right now, sitting at the top of the charts is a song called As It Was. Uh, and we are going to hear 08 right now. So we've got about four minutes left in the show. A little bit of time to d- talk about the song itself and then to cast our final votes. Cassie, you are you are the One Direction person here, so I think you got to get us going. I am. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I love the song so much. I think this is kind of a... Uh, a departure for Harry in terms like it's a little bit different from his uh, last album. It's the first single off the album. Um, 
And at first I wasn't convinced that this was going to be the song. Like I thought kind of like last year, Lights Up was the first single from his last album. Uh, but then that was eclipsed by Watermelon Sugar and then Adore You. So I kind of thought maybe there will be another single from this album that'll be bigger than this, but I've changed my mind and I think this is it. Um, I think similar to what we talked about with Kate Bush, it's a little more melancholy. It's not a particularly happy song, but I think it has all of the things that we've talked about before. You know, it has an opening, you know exactly what it is. Um, it's musically interesting and it's from Harry Styles. And who doesn't love Harry Styles? Right. We should say that there's an interesting kind of cross thing going on, cross pollination going on between two of the top contenders. Because one of the other members of One Direction, I think his name is uh, Marty Winterbottom, uh, claimed that he <laughs> had been the front man of One Direction. And Lizzo weighed in to say, no way were you the front man of One Direction. So we've got sort of a little bit of sort of, you know, it's all kind of coming together in the circle of life. So... Uh, so Brendan Sullivan, we, first of all, I think we have to say this is a little throwbacky too. It either sounds like the synth pop of 2010 or the synth pop of 1985, but it, it's definitely does, this is actually note for note the same riff uh, from Aha Take on Me in the 80s. It's uh, that was in A major and this is F sharp major, so just like one notch up, the same probably the same keyboard there but this is the most musical music song that we like of this group uh in 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 contrast to gen z jimmy buffett from before so i think that genuinely this is an enjoyable song i think people genuinely do like harry styles in comparison to other former boy band group members that have sort of fallen out of favor in the last few years i think we're rooting for him i think this is the song to be to be song of the summer for 2022 the winner will have to take it out of harry styles hands and his hands are probably really soft and he's going to look at your eyes when he when you do it and you're going to feel really bad <laughs> stop i'm overwhelmed yeah cassie's uh she's starting to I'm break, weeping. she's breaking a sweat actually all right so <laughs> sam uh real quick uh, give us your sense of this song yeah, I'm a little offended that you didn't peg me as the One Directioner since it was my pick, you know? I I, I range sometimes. Um, I <laughs> When I went to Brooklyn last weekend, every single Uber I went into was playing the song. Every single Starbucks I went into had this album playing on repeat. It's number one on the charts, number one on the Song of the Summer charts. It's a really good deviation from what he produced with Fine Line to Harold's Housing Complex. I think that, as I mentioned earlier... It's a good transition from 60s music to 70s, 80s, kind of big band, larger sound. Um, I think that this can carry all throughout the summer. He has all the potential on planet Earth, and I think this is definitely the song to beat. All right. So, I mean, that just sounds like we all just voted, too. Or at least all three of you just voted, right? Cassie, I assume you're feeling the same way, that in addition to everything else, this is the song of the summer? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to dance to this at Lily Tyson's wedding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, by the way, you're all invited to Lily Tyson's wedding. Everybody listening to the show right now is invited to Lily Tyson's wedding. Uh, so we'll send out GPS coordinates. Uh, but thanks to our wonderful panel here, we have to go. Unfortunately, <laughs> the show is over. But uh, Brendan J. Sullivan getting ready to enjoy the nightlight in Arl or wherever he is right now. Uh, and uh, also to uh, Cassie Wilson. Exciting debut. Sam Haddleman, of course, indispensable at this point. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra, ey Pero no hay boda, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias <ríe> Muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra Me las voy a llevar a todas pa' un VIP, un VIP, ey Saluden